Lord, I've had a good life, and I think I lived it right. Bet there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down to hell. Kids, it's your fault, because you're all a bunch of red pillars. It's your fucking fault that Hans Gruber fell off the Nakatomi Plaza Tower. But he did die for all of us that night. So your sins are forgiven. Welcome to another Let Em Burn. Tonight, we're going to talk about it's the red pill's fault. Because clearly, it is. Every ache, pain, discomfort, every ill in the world is the fault of the red pill. Because it sure as hell isn't the women's fault. And it sure as hell isn't the longhouse guy's fault. And it sure as hell isn't the dipshits and retards who don't even understand and call it my ideology. It's the red pill's fault, which means the American Revolution, 9-11, that blue-haired guy that's getting divorced because his woman wants to go hang with a twink or whatever. Uh, you know, I don't even know where this began. Bull, do you do you know where this started? All I know is I saw Ryan fucking saying, you know, it's Red Pillar's fault for all this other bullshit. Where where did this actually begin? Because I know he's just reporting from the field. Do you have any idea? Oh, well, I think it began back when they uh, gave women stuff. Oh, well, so we're going back to at least the 1800s. <laughs> Ah, guys. I don't. I don't know. Like, I just saw bits and pieces of it because I. I didn't want to get into that shit. Right. Because I'm a recovering uh, dumpster fire addict. Oh, dude. So, I same. Same here. I, I'm. A, I'm a recovering outrage addict. I. I can own that shit, which is a big part of why I have to. I had to. I had to upgrade my policy. I have a one strike policy. Where if you say or do something stupid, I would mute you. Now I'm no, I'm moving straight to block now. It's like you know what? Yep. And and I because initially I was like I don't want to give them the satisfaction of knowing that I blocked them. Okay, but now I don't even care. It's like you know what? Because uh, there's plenty of accounts I've muted, and yet when other people interact with them, quote tweet them, whatever, they still show up on my timeline. But it's just. You know, this is from an account you muted. And I'm like, you know, I don't even want to see it. And so that's where I've come to the, you know what? I guess I'm going to be that guy. And I just started blocking them. It's like, nope, I'm fucking done. You know, I am fucking done with the stupid shit. And so maybe that's part of why I don't know. How is it the red pill's fault? What, what happened here? Because I'm sure somebody somewhere said something stupid and I just went in and blocked them. Rather, they were engaging with me or they were engaging with you or like some of the other people in the chat or they engaged with Nick or Rolo or Ryan or somebody. And I was like, man, you guys are all fucking retarded. And I just started blocking like ruthlessly, dude. My block list is getting huge. And and it started small. My mute list is bigger. But boy, I'll tell you, the block list is starting to catch up. So, but you're making an echo chamber. I don't care. Yeah, I don't. People are stupid. They're annoying. And uh yeah, even the guys that I follow, like half the half the list, I haven't muted anymore. And I follow these guys. Yeah, same here. No, there's some guys that I follow. I mute them. Yeah, there's some guys I follow. Here, here's my policy on people I follow. That okay, if I follow you, there's a reason. I get value out of it somehow. 
you know, whether it's entertaining or it's educational, informative, whatever, you know, it's fucking, you're a, a weapons grade troll. Okay. I, I'm, I'm okay with all of it. There's a reason I follow the people I follow, which is why I follow so few. Okay. But you're fed. Well, yeah, I could be, or a bot. I might be a bot. A very good one. I could be AI. You have no idea. Okay. I know, I know you're a fed. You're the head fed or one of the head. We, you know, you outed yourself last night on that one. Okay. Well, you know, hey, when you have that much clout and power, and <laughs> there's pretty much, you know, people wear a, will, will wear a mask and take a, a shot in the arm for you. you. You can pretty much just come out and go, I'm here. Deal with it, bitch. And that's how it is. And most people go, okay. You know, that's that's the world we live in. But uh, God, what the hell was I saying? You distracted me with your Fed powers here. <laughs> yeah, Feds and butts. Oh, you know, I think I remember what it was. Anyway, it's, it's oh yeah, it's guys that I've muted. Okay, because every now and then, you know, there's people I follow. And like I said, I followed them for a reason when I first followed them. And then they kind of fall off the wagon a little bit. Like, oh... You, you kind of went down that rabbit hole or, you know, and I get it because I'm a recovering outrage addict. So I get it. It's like, oh, you, you drank all the Kool-Aid, you know, you, you went off the deep end. And in the past, my policy was mute them for right now. Just, you know, give them like two weeks to see if they chill out. You know, they, they pull their head out of their ass. And then I'd come and check on them after a couple of weeks. And if they were still at it, because of most of them are. Then I would mute them, you know, leave them muted for like another two weeks, maybe even beyond that, maybe like six weeks. Come back and check them again. Now I'm to a point that you haven't committed a cardinal sin or a mortal sin against me, at least. It's not enough to, you know, to block you or whatever. But man, I've gotten to a point if I mute you, there's a good chance I'm probably not unmuting you. Because most of the time when I come back to see, well, bro, are you okay? Nope, you're still not okay. All right, well, not my job to fix you either. And so I leave them muted. I, it's just, yeah, I'm not going to block. You know, they haven't deserved... Oh, Cole just disappeared. Hopefully he'll be back in a minute here, kids. That's been my policy in the past is check back in on them. You know, it's kind of a welfare, uh, you know, welfare check. You know, are they okay? And now I'm like, no, no, they're they're not. And And it's sad because I like them. You know, I have a lot in common with them. Uh, some of their past stuff was pretty good. But lately, they've not been as good. And so now my policy is pretty much mute. Maybe check on them once, maybe twice. You know, find out who's naughty or nice. And then leave them, either unmute them or, uh, you know, bring them back. You know, resurrect them on my feed. But I've gotten to a point that, nah, if I'm going to mute them, I'm probably not going to go back and check anymore. It's just... Nothing has changed for them. Oh, no shit, Dame. You're absolutely right. It's it's not going to make it or a waste of your time, anywho. Oh, it, it's totally true, guys. But, you know, um, Dame, you also said feds and bots. Yeah, because I, I tweeted that last night because I've been having fun with the feds and bots thing. But it's like half my followers are feds and the other half are bots. And, you know, only I know the difference. And the best part is none of you will know if I'm serious or if I'm joking with you. Okay. But there's some truth in that to a degree. I'm sure if you guys are on Twitter, 
you've seen a rise in bots and i know i have and you know it's they're all named eleanor but their pictures are from the philippines and from here you know in vegas or something they're porn star images all this shit welcome back bull sorry about that dude I had to deal with, a, with an asset. Mm, yeah, well, it's better than dealing with a liability, you know. But uh, guys, you know, I've I've seen a rise in bots and the Fed part's a little more tongue in cheek, but is it? Ryan even wrote about it in Dread. And I know he and I have talked about it on his show before about the internet is dead. And it's the idea that one, a lot of the material that used to be out there is gone. It's, it's called link rot. You know, domains go under. They don't, uh, people aren't paying their subscription fees or whatever, or they get blocked for whatever reason. And they get memory hold. Things disappear. And Google, if you use it for your search engine, and sometimes I do, sometimes I do it as a comparison with other search engines like DuckDuckGo, just to see how different the answers are. And Google, I can type in certain things and it'll be like, oh, there's 1.5 billion results. But then when you start going through the pages, you find out that 1.5 billion trickles down real fast to like maybe 100,000, maybe less, sometimes drastically less, like 15,000 results. And so it's like, oh, hmm. How did we go from 1.5 billion to 15,000 in three clicks of a mouse? Something ain't adding up here, kids. And that's where I'm looking at it going, maybe the internet has shrunk. It has the Potemkin village, the facade, the front of the internet looks like it's this big, vast thing. But in reality, it's much smaller than you and I think it is. At least compared to what I remember back even 15 years ago, going back to the early 2000s or even further back, when, when there was a lot of different blogs and different people having different conversations and fuck, at least half that shit's just gone. So anyway, I want to get to Thor's comment here. Thank you, <clears throat> Thor. Thor, Red Pill Thor for the $4.99. Thank you, good sir. <laughs> Skull, you Thor's Day Savage Red Pill Suppository Wielding <laughs> Upstarts. Outrage Robin, Big Bull. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Opium Romans here. Welcome. Oh, I don't know. Uh, God, Jordan. I haven't seen Jordan in a minute. I don't know about the uh, internet pollutions and stuff. Like, I, I just use the internet to mainly just uh, order sex toys off of and various leather goods. So, as long as I can still find that shit, I don't really care. No, I, you know, and, and you're not wrong, okay? But there's been so many things that I can remember going back, like I said, to the early 2000s that that shit's gone. That if you didn't archive it yourself or you know, make some kind of a digital copy like a PDF or a JPEG or you actually, you know, did like my dad and print it mm -hmm. on paper. That shit's gone. Oh, well, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's a it's not a secret that the Internet that we see is highly curated. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Twitter is a great example of that, you know. You get put into these little clusters where, you know, you like the red pill because it's all the red pill's fault. And the next thing you know, all you see is outrage about the red pill. You don't see anything else. 
you know, you don't see people, you know, hey, I, I, I flew a remote controlled airplane. <clears throat> or I, you know. Well, mo most people get it. They, they get upset about the red pill because they don't understand what it is either. Because, of course, I know like I know like Jack Napier and stuff will occasionally ask a retard Twitter. He said, OK, what is rule zero red pill? What is rule zero? Then yeah. they're like, they don't know. It's like, well, you're just talking out of your ass. Well, and that's I mean, that's the the ultimate, you know, litmus test, you know, for people that want to throw the word red pill around is just ask them like he's done, like uh, uh, Chesty's done, Wine More Please is done. A lot of these OG red pill guys have done is just ask them, you know, what is rule zero? And the closest I've seen most guys get is they say it's a show on YouTube, you know, <laughs> because they think, oh, well, you mean the show that you and Rolo and a bunch of these other guys are on. Instead of, no, that's not what Rule Zero is. That's the name of a show, yes, but that's not what Rule Zero is, you know. And and that's where we are with the whole, it's the red pill's fault, you know. It, it's, it's a coping mechanism for the ignorant. Yeah, it's a boogeyman. It you is. Know, it's, it's a straw man. It's a it's a scapegoat. Yeah, man. People use it for for whatever ends that they want to blame something. Blame the red pill. Blame those red pill guys because they're well, fornicators. Well, they're fornicators. <laughs> they ruined all the women. They ruined all the women. Yeah, you know that's that's yeah. what we do. We're heartless. We widowed them. Yep, exactly. It's the red pill, you know, it's the red pill guys' fault. Like I said, it goes all the way back to at least the American Revolution. Murdered and stretched out their pussies and <laughs> now they belong to the streets. Yeah, we are the reason. And and did because you they know... Can't, they can't pair bond anymore. That's right. They, they, they can't. can't and did you know that red pill is simply the other side of the coin of feminism? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, now mean. you do. Now you now you know the things you know. You know the little banner thing, the little rainbow at the start. The you know the more you that's, know. That's why I need. That's why I need you around <laughs> so you can keep me apprised of these situations, <laughs> the talking points, new talking points. Well, yeah, because you're you're too busy going down the comic book rabbit hole. So you know, which is way more oh, it's, interesting. It's been a, it has been a hell of a week so far in that area. That that little pocket of Twitter has been. Whew, it has been something else. Hmm. Between between that and female cops, not doing. Anything. Oh man! <laughs> oh Jesus! Ooh. You know if if, if the internet has shrunk or it's been tamed, as Jordan put it, and I'll get to that in a second here. But I want to leave Balthazar's comment up here for a moment because I want to get back to this. Um, but if the internet has been tamed since, say, the last five or so years, can you imagine what it's going to look like in another five years given the current state of it today any wild oh, guesses I out mean, there in the chat kids plus there, you bull i want i want your take too there even is there trying to think is there a flavor past vanilla that you need? a flavor past vanilla like something that's more bland than vanilla milk toast milk toast okay. yeah to me that's that's more bland than vanilla Vanilla, it is bland. I'm not going to say it isn't, but, you know, a good vanilla bean, like a good vanilla bean, like uh, extract mm. is actually pretty potent and it's pretty good. Okay. Milk toast, on the other hand, that's like wonder white bread, dude. There, it like has no flavor to it whatsoever. So there's where that is. Yeah. But, there's a, tell you, tell you what likes vanilla extract. That's fucking catfish. Mm. Catfish love vanilla. Do they? Oh, yeah. 
Now, are we that, talking that catfish in the water or are we talking catfish on the internet? Which one? Or, or is it yes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Balthazar has a question here, and I know you have some authority on this as well as I do. Apparently, he had a terrible cigar moment. He had a Hinman 2022 being considered a 23. Oh, hang on just a sec. Talk to him, Bull. I got to do this real fast. I'll be right back. <laughs> Let's see. You had a Hinman 2022 being considered a 2022 best Give me some cigars. Hello. Uh, She's good. She's hmm. out of surgery. Got it all done. She's home now. So, her kids are taking care of her. I'm drawing a blank. And the, the, the doctors told uh, her that she the know, went series, through great. Uh, the Series 5 they, is really good. They fixed her meniscus and uh, they cleaned up a little bit of arthritis she had going on too. Yeah, that, so that's, she's what, that's what Rob smokes yeah. a lot of. Uh, when he comes back, well, we got him, there like, like 7.30 this morning. Uh, the thing is, like, I don't, her till about 9.30. I don't do a lot of production cigars there. anymore because I got a guy that doesn't live too far away from me. He's got a cigar and then shop I was over at his place till about an hour ago. And, and that's when her, after her kids I, after got home and all that, his cigars, so that she I needs no assistance, which she like was up walking around doing her thing. Workshops. So, Probably like, well, I think you're all right. Just because his are so don't good. Like his, like, his most expensive one is like $22. Yeah. So, I think smokes like a, like a 40 or $50. Yep. Yeah, she'll have physical therapy. She's already planning that. So, yeah. Uh, like, so like the Leva Series 5. That's what? Any any variation on the. Oh, well, there, there we go. It, everything went okay. All righty. Talk to you later, Dad. Bye. Oh, you think you met Rob in a cigar shop in Salt, Salt Lake City? Yeah, well, me and Rob went to went to a uh, cigar shop when I was visiting. And uh, we went to a cigar shop spilling bucks more between both of us. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Padron cigars are pretty good. Uh, I cannot remember what they Leva, Drew Estates, eh. Alec Bradley's good. Okay. I don't know about... See, the thing is, McToo is like Drew Estates for me, are, are, they're kind of hit and miss. And sometimes for the price of a Drew Estate, it's like it's not worth it. That's my problem. That's what I don't know cigars. All right. So what do we uh, what do we know here? What was that? What was that cigar that I got you that was hard to find? That, oh, that was the know? Arturo Fuentes Opus X. Yeah. That was okay, a yeah. good cigar. If you can find uh, that's what I was talking. I couldn't remember at the time. The Arturo Fuente Opus X, you can find those. If you can find them. Yeah, they're hard to find. Pick those up. I told them the Oliva series. Yep, uh, series the Oli five. yep, the series five. Really, uh, really any good. variation of the Oliva's. Are, yeah, uh, they're good, good cigars. Uh, uh, the Padrones uh, are good. I told them Padron, uh, Padrones. Uh, Tour Fuentes are pretty good. Cuba said uh, Drew Estates. I have a problem with Drew Estates because they're, they're hit and miss for me. Okay. Uh, especially on the for as much as they charge for them. But I was telling the chat, like, uh, I, I got my guy over in spring. Mm. And, like, like he's for, like, the past three or four years now, he's the only guy I go to for cigars anymore. I don't go looking for production cigars. Because those are so good. Right. Well, no, I, I wish I had a guy like you have a guy. You know, I wish there was someone local here that was as good and as qualified as your guy is. I mean, you kind of have an inside source there, which is phenomenal because you've sent me some of his stuff. And that's some top shelf, top notch cigars without the commercial brand label. But unless you have an inside source like that, uh, there's there's a handful of you know, decent cigars. I've, I've smoked a lot of cigars over the last several years. And the ones that always stand out to me, um, Arturo Fuentes, period, is pretty damn good. 
okay? Yeah, that Opus X, if you can find it. That's like the creme de la creme there, okay? The only thing I've had better than that has been actual Cuban cigars. Those are the only things the, I've had better. Now, see, McTubus said that the Liga Privadas from Drew Estates, he said those are the good ones. Hmm. I recently sent you one of them. Oh, you did, and I, I, I didn't really care one, for it. I didn't really care didn't for like. it. Yeah, I didn't really care for that one. Yeah, so, you know, I think it's just a matter of go out and try a whole bunch of stuff. And one, you'll realize, like I did, when I first started, I started, you know, very smooth, very mellow, very almost vanilla, as Bull would say. You know, stuff. Yeah, because your taste, your tastes are going to change over oh, yeah. time too. The more you smoke, your palate is going to be is going to change. Yep, and uh, and I start, like you're going to start are... very light. Like if I went if I went back to routinely smoking cigars, I'd have to start out real light again. If I if I got something too dark, I, I it would kill me. Mm. God, I'd be passed on the floor somewhere. See, and I'm at a point now where the darker, the more robust, the better. That I'm looking for shit that's just like give me whatever the most potent fucking thing you got. Like roll it up in a fucking Virginia tobacco leaf and light that bitch. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I want the the strongest, most robust, smelliest, stinkiest motherfucker you got. And and I've had a couple and I was like all excited and then I lit it up and I was like, man, that was a disappointment. Okay. Maybe my palate is reaching beyond even my own what what I can attain. It's possible. But yeah. the the Oliva series. Um, have never let me down, ever. I, I've I, that Oliva Series Five. That's that's yeah, my. I, I like Oliva. I like the Oliva Series Five because they, it's they have so many iterations of that cigar that there's there's something there for everybody. Yeah, Whether there want, really is. If you're like if you're like with Rob, you need like a more robust flavor. They got it. And if like if you're if you're just getting back into it or if you're just starting, they got some of the lighter stuff too. That right. You really can't, at least in my experience, you really can't go wrong with Oliva. Perdomo, Perdomo to me is hit or miss, kind of like what yeah. Bull was talking about with like, some of the other like brands. Estate. Yeah, yeah, they're hit and miss. I've had some that were top notch and I've had some that it was a total bomb. And so in general, Perdomo is not my my go-to. I, I want things that while I'm always open to entertaining new ones and trying out different things, again, I'm looking for that robust one. I want that dark, you know, black as tar and it just fucking, you know, I, I want to be on the floor like... Light it up, smell like fucking, smell like fucking dirt compost. Yeah, pretty much, you know. I, I just want it to be potent mm. as hell and I just, they're hit and miss. Sometimes I find a couple good ones and then other times it's like, nope, that wasn't it. But the Oliva has been a good one as far as consistency over time. That one's my tried and true that I, I've never been disappointed with them. You know, they may not quite hit that, you know, I, I want to explore my options level, but I know they're a good tried and true. Um, the Perdone or Patron, that's the one, the Patron. The, yeah, those. Uh, they've got one. It's the Maduro. It's a darker one. That one's decent, but you're going to pay some good money for that one too. But you'll know where the money mm. went when you get one of those. Okay. But if you, I'm, I'm you know, right. if you, if you have, you know, a few extra bucks in your pocket in addition to whatever you're normally willing to pay, because those Padron Maduros are going to run you, at least here in Utah. Now, it might be different in Texas or other parts of the country and even the world, 
But here they're they're close to about 30 bucks a stick. Okay. They're they're getting towards the top end of what I'm willing to spend on a regular yeah, basis. Around 20 to 20. Which that's consistent because I know I can pick up a, a Series 5 for again, Utah prices instead of like 30 bucks. I can pick them up for about 16, 17 is what I'm paying for them here. And to me, they're almost as good as a Padron. Padrones are a little better, but again, you're spending five, six dollars a stick more for it. But it just kind of depends. What's your budget? What's your wallet? You know, what are you looking for? If you're only going to do them occasionally, like once in a blue moon, that personally, I'd go with Padron. It's like, you kind of can't go wrong. And if you want that more robust, you want a Maduro, you want one of the darker ones yeah. that they offer. Okay, if, if you I want wrote, the lighter I wrote lighter down ones, the, uh, Tubis said, he said the Man of War Ruination. Man of War, huh? Yeah, Man of War Ruination. Okay, well, and, uh, Balthazar, if but you... By the, by the way, real quick, Tubis, send me your address in Twitter DMs. I want to send you one of the cigars from my guy's shop. Yeah. Try out. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's actually I'm glad you said that too. Um, besides that, both, I'm going to, I'm going down there this weekend to get my see my barber. They're right next to each other. Okay, well shit, then you can pick so, some shit up too, right? Yeah, that's another thing too, Balthazar. Um, if you have a cigar shop, not just a little smoke shop that carries cigarettes and you know uh, vape and all that other crap that they carry, but it's it's a dedicated cigar shop. One of the yeah. things you may want to look into, just to try them out, just, just, you'll know, you'll find out, but look into their house cigars, okay? They're, they're, it's their brand, if you will. They won't have a label on them. They're usually significantly cheaper. About half, half yeah, price. Well, yeah, but sometimes... Yeah. Sometimes, yep, you, you, you're like, yep, I bought a $10 cigar and I know exactly what I got. But there's other yeah. times, man, that you'll find one and it's like, holy shit, this was good. Yeah, well, it'll, I, it'll punch above its weight. Oh, like the ones you've sent me from your guy. They punch way oh, above their weight. They That's are what I was telling chat when you're gone. Like, they're, like this 20 to $23 cigar it smokes like closer to a $50 cigar. Yeah. Well, and I've had some here locally that... They're a ten dollar cigar and they smoke like a thirty dollar cigar, and and that's just like damn, that's a good cigar because I saved a bunch of money and I bought it locally. Uh, some of the places offer you like an account where when you purchase stuff you gain points, which then you can redeem for either money off of the commercial brands or they'll even give you like a handful of their their cigars, their house cigars for free. And so I've gotten a bunch that way. That's how I've usually found some really good house cigars. That I'm like, oh, this and is yeah, a that good material. also goes back to the thing, to the whole idea. It's like, we really can't recommend cigars because we don't know what your tastes are. Right. And you probably don't even know what your tastes are yet either. Like, we can we can only recommend stuff that we like. Right. And so like our 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 tastes are gonna be probably different than yours, especially if you're Maybe. first starting out. Yeah, I don't know. And, and again, you know, he's he's for, not smoking them on get, the regular either. Yeah. Okay. And you gotta work up to it. So like to know if a how a ten if a ten dollar cigar smokes punches above its weight as far as price and stuff, you're not gonna know that for a while. Yeah. So no, that's smoking a lot of different cigars. Yep. You're get, you're, you're gonna not, have to experiment. You, you're not gonna appreciate it. You're not gonna appreciate it whenever you're first starting out. Once you get you start getting some different uh, cigars underneath uh, your experience and stuff like that, then you'll start developing your own taste and stuff. 
Like oh, damn, the red pill guys ruined cigars. Because, <laughs> <laughs> gee, this sounds very familiar. You know, it's, it's kind of like trying out different things with women. You know, you're not going to know what you want and what you like until you've got a few under your belt type of thing. And it's the same with cigars. And you'll learn like I've learned, like the Opus X. If I can find them and I'm always on the lookout for them, I will buy as many as I can get my hands on. But am I going to smoke them all at once, all the time? Hell no, because they're rare, they're expensive, but man, they are goddamn good, okay? Here's the thing too, Balthazar. If you can find a source, and it's probably going to be an individual versus a store or some kind of online outlet, but if you can find a source, someone who can actually get you genuine fucking Cuban cigars, it's worth their weight in gold, okay? Because I've had them, and, and it required a person to go travel overseas, buy them in another country, and then bring them back. Which the laws here, I found out, that's how I found out the laws had changed. Because when they brought them back, I thought I was getting Spanish cigars. <clears throat> No, they were fucking Cubans. And I was like, how the hell did you get past McDougal makes a really good point. He he told Balthazar to to try uh, cigar samplers. I think Mm, that's really good. If you're just starting out and you want to save money, buy like a a five pack Mm -hmm. that's going to have all kinds of different. It might be the same brand like Perdomo or Oliva or Perdone or one Mm -hmm. of them guys or Aston Martin. Okay. Because that's another good starter cigar is the Aston's. Okay. But they'll have a bunch of different uh, flavors in the sense of some are going to be very light, some are going to be more on the dark end, so they're more robust. They're going to be different sizes. You'll get some Churchills in there, you'll get some Stubbies, all that kind of stuff. That's actually a good way to go. That's that's something I did early on, too. Yeah, the opium, the uh, Dominican cigars are good. The, uh, the Dominican tobacco is very good. Oh, well, dude, if, a, you, not- if you live two hours from the border... I'm assuming uh, since you mentioned Pennsylvania earlier, something like that. Uh, if we're talking Canada, which I don't think they have an embargo or any kind of problems, dude, it's worth the drive. If you can go over the border and buy Cuban cigars, one, they're not going to be that expensive, believe it or not. They're going to be probably about what you'd pay for a, a commercial grade that's available here, but it's the fact they're from Cuba, okay? But you can buy up to, I believe it's a box now, like select 20 cigars. And customs isn't going to give a shit. You're not going to get in trouble. Where in the past, even one could get you in jail. Okay. But that's the person who brought cigars from fucking Spain and brought them here, went through customs, the whole nine yards, and then hands me these cigars. And I'm like, these aren't Spanish. These are fucking Cubans. And then I asked, how much did you pay for these? And it's like, oh, you know, like 15 American. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. You know, they're, they're fucking standard average price everywhere else in the world. But I'll tell you, I've never had a better smoke than a Cuban. They are rich. They are robust. They are creamy. It's the only way I can describe it. It's not just smooth. They're creamy. Okay. And it's just the closest I've had that I can get here easily or, or more easily is the Arturo Fuentes Opus X. That's the, the closest thing I've ever encountered to a Cuban. And they're fucking about as rare as Cubans here, at least in Utah. So, but yeah, buy 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 a couple sample packs of, you know, like Oliva as a brand or Perdomo 
or Aston or Padron, if they even offer them. I don't even know if Padron offers samples. I don't know. But buy a few sample packs. You'll try some things out. And to be honest, from my experience, probably, again, we're doing Pareto principle. 80% of them, there's probably going to be a miss. You'll be like, eh, either you won't like it or it'll be, it's okay. You know, I wouldn't buy another one, but it's okay. But then you'll get that 20% where you're mm -hmm. like, ooh, I need to save the the, the the wrapper or something. I need to write that shit down because they then you'll do, go back. If you're, if you're going to be going to a brick and mortar uh, cigar shop, like a legit cigar shop, not with fucking vape and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Pipe tobacco and cigars. That's all they fucking got. Yeah. It, usually, usually those are small business owned, and those guys Very. have been doing it for years. So, if you're going in there, talk to the talk to the guy behind the counter, and tell him what you're looking that you're like new, that you're looking for for a variety to start with, and he can point he can point you to the right direction. Or one of the old fuckers in there that's smoking. Yeah, if you if you they find you yeah too. if you find you know some crotchety old boomer in there, or even a Gen Xer in there. Chances are, those are some of the regulars, and they probably know a thing or two. Hell, there's been guys when I've walked into cigar shops or cigar lounges that, you know, I could tell just by listening to them talk to the the guy behind the counter or whatever, that it's like, oh, this guy's a regular. You know, he's been here for years. He smokes them on the regular. If any, If anybody knows anything, this guy probably knows a thing or two. And yeah, I've had some good recommendations from those type of guys too. Yeah. And it gives you a chance to practice your social skill. Hey, look at that social skills. Yeah, red pill guys definitely ruined cigars. So yeah. Oh, let's see what else. Uh, you know, McTubus, you're right. There are a lot of fake Cubans out there. Ah, oh, done. Well, you know what, Brent? You're not wrong because the out of the two I had, one definitely did not burn completely evenly. But I mean, you know, now now we're getting into nuance here. And, and I and I, I agree with you, dude. I, I'm, you know, preaching to the choir, bro. But you know what? At the same time, I'm like, it's still a Cuban. You know, it, it's still a fucking Cuban. And you'll figure out ways to make sure that fucker burns evenly. You learn techniques. You, you learn that, ah, better load up the fucking lighter, the torch, and fucking burn this end a little more. You, you find ways to make it work. That, that to me is, it, it's a, it's a, you have a point, but we're, we're kind of, we're kind of splitting hairs here. And in my opinion, we're kind of splitting hairs on this one. Yep. Jordan nailed that. What's the best get? What? Bacon, really? Dude, I've never had a good gas station cigar, period. I, I've bought a few just to try them. You know, oh, it's $2. It's $2.50. I've, I've never had a good one. That's why I don't do them. But that's me. Now, maybe, Bull, you might be like, hmm, maybe. But I haven't had a good one ever. See, the only only time I've gone into a gas station was uh there's there's a place here where i used to live that they there was, it was a truck stop gas station they had a walk-in humidor oh well if they have a walk-in humidor that's that's different in my opinion that's different it's like okay yeah. that's that might even be a little bit <clears throat> of a gem are you talking about like just at a corner store gas station yeah i've never I've, had one i've Not never one. I, I don't I don't, I don't want to sound uppity here, but I don't want to taint my fucking palate with some shit like that. Uh, well, I agree. If I'm going to get lung cancer or mouth cancer or something, I at least want it to be something tasty. Uh, it's, yeah, the shit that you buy at the corner store that they don't have a humidor, don't even bother. It's, you're wasting money. 
you might as well just go out and buy a pint of fucking Everclear or something. You know, you'll get the same. Yeah, because like this gas station cigar, that's not even that's not even a slump buster. That's just a fucking gargoyle. You don't <laughs> smoke gargoyles. Yeah, slump busters <laughs> exist, but gargoyles are just nobody touches a gargoyle unless you're okay. that guy. You know that you're just absolutely. You know, I'm I'm nicking out. You know, I'm having a nicotine fit, and fuck if you're doing that, just smoke Marlboro Reds or something. Jesus, yeah. Get some Swiss, uh, Swisher sweets or something. Oh like God, those are. Oh, why would you recommend that? That is nasty shit. It's a per, hey, it's better than Blackwoods. Oh, <laughs> barely, but man, now now we're dumpster diving, going. Hey, I found this sandwich that only was half eaten. <laughs> God. That's what that is. That's, you know, hey, I found a sandwich. Yeah, but but it's it's Gross. been in the dumpster. Yeah, but it's only half eaten. God damn. That's that's worse than sloppy seconds or English thirds. I'm telling you, that's terrible. <laughs> God damn. It case still came from the dumpster and somebody ate that motherfucker, at least half of it. Yeah, swishers. Ugh. Yeah, better than Blackwood, but man, guys, this mm-hmm. this is gargoyle territory. This is just don't. You, you, if that's the case, you know, Go go abstinent. Retain your semen. Retain your cigar palate. Don't don't even bother. <laughs> retain your cigar semen. That's right. Retain your cigar palate. Fuck that shit. Don't even bother. Save up your money and go on a road trip or something. Jesus Christ. Mm. You know what, Dame? Yeah, Dame actually, you know, Dame found Dame found a, a use for those. He did, and he's not wrong. <laughs> That's what Swishers and Blackwoods are for, right there. That's what they're that's for. What his, that, that's what his dad went out to go get and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's that's. I'm going to go out for some Swishers. Yeah, I'll be back. Some 40 of OE and never came back. Mm-hmm. No, but he's not wrong. I mean, that's, to me... That is the only plausible use I can actually see for like Swishers or Blackwoods is right there. That's it. But man, even then, it's like, dude, bro, can't you can't you just buy yourself some zigzags or something? Jesus Christ! Oh, you're 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 still stooping low, but at least I I can see the practicality in the application for it. I I, I commend you on that, Dane. But at the same time, man, you're. <sighs> It's still, we're racing to the bottom here, guys. <laughs> that's when we started out like up here and it just slowly devolved to like down here. And that's the Red Pill's fault. That's the Red Pill. That's right. We, we would have a quality entertainment show with quality content if it wasn't for the Red Pill. I mean, why do you think Nick's not here? It's the Red Pill's fault. Right. Basically, Red Pill is entropy on 11. It's entropy, it's atropy, and it's uh, apathy. Atrophy. Yeah, it's all of it. <laughs> all, all the fees. Yeah, it's all the fees. <laughs> Basically, you should you should go back to the longhouse and close your eyes, and and everything will be fine. Just be yourself, you know, and and be honest with women, you know. Just tell them what it what it is you want. You know. I used to go to school with a, Don't with play a, with games. Asian kid. I used to go to school with an Asian kid named B. B? That was his name. P-H-I. P. Oh, P-H-I. Yeah, P-H-I. Good at math. Oh, Jesus. Jordan's hitting them hard tonight. The modern red pill guys can't even crack open a book, let alone take responsibility for their choices. He is so not wrong here, kids. Okay. 
he's not. But then again, I promise. Well, and and yeah, I I'm with you there, Bull. That's that's hey, there's your red pill. Yep, he's not wrong, but not my problem either. Okay, like I had I had this Do exchange the with the girl earlier today on Twitter, like this morning. She like showed me some fucking weird uh, definition of red pill off of Wikipedia. She's like, who believes this shit? I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just here to have a good time. You have to talk to somebody else about that. And she asked me what the red pill was, and I said it was just just a bunch of dudes in a gay monastery. San Francisco. That's all I know. And then she went and looked it up, and she's like, "Who believes this stuff?" I'm like, "Not me. I'm I'm just here to have fun, shoot the shit. I'm not here to talk about definitions and bullshit. I'm not going to sit there and explain it to you. That's boring. I don't want to do that. I don't know what happened to Rob. Run off. There he is. Yeah, I had to, you know, go do the old man bladder thing. That's the downfall of beer. Whether it's top grade, top shelf, only bull would drink it and nobody no, else. No, 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 oh, no, no. Oh, here That's we go. It's the red pill's fault. That's, That's right. the red pill's it's fault. It's the red pill's fault that I have to pee. That's yeah. exactly it is. It's not the beer I drink. Red either. pill is incontinence is the red pill's fault. Mm-hmm. Red incontinence. Hey, red pill incontinence. <laughs> I love it. Hashtag red pill incontinence. There it is. Hey, we, we could start a trend on Twitter. Yeah, you know, it, it is. You know, the fact that my mom had ovarian cancer, it's the red pill's fault. My dad has leukemia, that's the red pill's fault. That's definitely red pill's fault. Oh, absolutely. It's a blood disorder, red blood disorder, red pill. Do you see red the pill, coincidence? Yeah. Yeah, there's no coincidence here. It's see the what's red going pill. on here. Yeah, that's right. See? They're turning the fucking frogs gay. That's what the red pill's doing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we at least did something Pictubus. good tonight. Pic- right oh, here. Pictu- right Pictubus. here. There you go. Pictubus, you guys have me shopping cigars now, damn it. I told you. Nope, that's the red the pill's fault. Over. That's not our fault. That's the red pill's fault. It's not our fault. But I told you, send me uh, send me your address. I don't feel like looking it up right now. I've got it somewhere. I don't feel like looking it up. But send me your address. I'm going this weekend to get, get my hair cut and stuff and Shaved up. I'm going to go to my cigar shop. So you look less like an Armenian gangster? Okay. Well, more more, more formal, more dapper. Well, I was going to say, you look like an Armenian capo. All right. I got you. Well, you are the head fed, so why not be an Armenian capo? I am the head fed. That's right. Well, you are one of them. That's the red pill's fault, too. It is. Oh, man. I mean, I'm trying to get Shrike to get his hair cut. Well, then you need He's to... He's too busy. He's too busy trying to deny his fetism. Well, exactly. You you need to DM him and say, you know what? The the pleb Rob figured you out. Just That's a lost cause. Let it go and get your hair cut. You know? like, he called me out. I'm just like, shit, he got me. Might as well not. Well, I, I think my favorite part of the Bobby. whole the whole thing when he and I started it, because of course I had to go there and start it with him, is man, he got he got a little upset over it. Good. You know, he Good actually got it. Man. Yeah, he got it, it. You know, whoa, 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 who who's a whoa. fed? You know, and I'm like, only a fed would say they're not a fed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I'm like, yeah. Oh shit, man. Yeah, don't, he he walked don't right respond, into it. Don't. Yeah, oh. and he couldn't leave it alone. And I'm just like, no. I fed. <laughs> and then he was like, man, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if you're joking with me, if you're being serious. And that's where I was like, I fucking got you. Got him, man. That's where I had to say, you know, the best part is you guys won't know if I'm serious or if I'm fucking with you. If you followed me on Twitter or even here, guys in the chat, McTubus knows. He already knows this answer, but some of you other motherfuckers probably don't. 
for the people who don't check in with me on a regular basis, <laughs> you know, the guys who do, which McTubus has kind of fallen off the regular basis part. I'm glad you're here tonight, though, McTubus. It's been a minute since I've seen you. I've missed you, okay? But for guys who've been around me for the last, I don't know, three fucking years, okay? While I can be serious, and I can, am I generally serious or am I just fucking around? And if you don't know the answer to the question, then you haven't been paying attention because I've, I've literally said it in the past. I've literally brought it up on multiple occasions that either I am or I'm not. And for those who know, you know, if you know, you know, if you're paying attention, you'll know if I'm fucking with you or if I'm not. I think you wrote like a whole blog post. I, I think I did. I'm going to have to go back and look now, unless you're going to curate yep. the blog for me, because you're actually pretty good at that. You're the one that's, you know, <laughs> reminding me of my own fucking posts. And I'll say something yeah. and think I'm being profound. And all of a sudden, you know, Bull's got a link. And I'm like, wait, that's to me. And it's like, oh, shit, yeah. I wrote about this like four years ago. Jesus, I guess we're still yeah. here. Welcome to 2018, you know, but yeah. It's old is new again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no way to know for sure unless you... That's right. Cliff, that's, that's how are you, buddy? Maybe. But you know what, Bacon? That answer is the best Oliver North answer that you could give. But I'm going to one-up that he answer and give a true Oliver... Oliver North. Well, it, well He's is, too young it, for that reference. Is that true, Bacon? Do you know who Oliver North is? I know McTubus knows. I know Bull knows. I know Roman. If Roman doesn't know, I, I'm gonna. I'm my respect is gonna go down about ten points if Roman doesn't know who goddamn Oliver North is. Look, it doesn't matter. Roman, yes, it look, does. Roman is one of my assets. Out, Roman is one of my assets out in the field. So all right, yeah, fine. Well, Jesus. Okay, homeschool. <laughs> well, I know homeschooled. No homeschool, dude. You're like ancient, man. So of course you'd know. That's not a disrespect, by the way, dude. But dude, you and homeschools like. You've been Are you around. Talking about Methuselah? Exactly. <laughs> Homeschools Methuselah. He was there before all the shit went down and the red pill ruined everything. He was back in that utopian dream, so he knows. All right. So at least oh, Roman does know. I knew. I knew you knew. But Bacon Ro, uh, Oliver North was the fall guy for Ronald Reagan during the Iran Contra debacle. Okay. There was a whole congressional hearing and he was the guy that was the scapegoat and took the fall. And his fucking answer to every goddamn question that Congress asked him, his answer was, I don't recall. Which I call it the Oliver North response because it's fucking great. Because he's neither confirming or denying what they're asking him. The, I, I, he's saying, uh, maybe I said it. I don't know. I don't recall. Okay, that's I use that in my job when they're like, so, hey, uh, your annual reviews up. we got to check your driving record, which they already did. They already know if I have any violations or not. And they ask me, so do you have any violations? And I always answer the Oliver North. I don't recall because maybe there is something there that I'm genuinely not aware of. But if I tell them no, now I'm lying. But if I tell them yes and there's not nothing there, now I'm lying. Now they're going to want to dig deeper. You're so committed. I, yeah, you're committed, committed when you give them a yes or a no. So I tell them I don't recall. That way it's like, well, as far as I know, there's nothing there, but I don't recall. Well, I mean, I use that shit on my girlfriend all the oh, time. Oh, dude, I, remember, dude, remember all I the this, time. I'm like, I don't recall. Yeah, exactly. It's when in uh, doubt, guys, then. Oliver North is the way to go. That'll get you out of so much shit. 
Dude, that will get you out it's of a, shit. It's a with fucking the feds. cheat code. It's a cheat code. Well, why do you, you know, here's Oliver North, a goddamn guy in the military, and he's using it on fucking Congress. Okay. Yeah. So right there, it's the ultimate Fed cheat code. It's did, did you know you were speeding? I don't recall. Oh. You, know, you, you know, when the cop goes, do you know why I pulled you over? No. Well, it's because, you know, I, I got you for speeding. Were you speeding? I don't recall. You don't tell them yes or no. It's same with women. Where were you last night? I don't recall. Maybe I was home. Maybe I wasn't. I don't recall. It was a long night. And there was a lot of shit that happened. I don't recall. It's an honest answer in a lot of ways. It's, it's, it is a weasel phrase. I will say that. Oh, Dark Knight Dev, here's the guy that showed up and stuck around longer than the nine-month gestation period. I got to give him some props. Dark Knight Dev for the $5 I'm currently going to prison article from Pat Stedman. Red mm. pill men are like criminals. Well, it's, it's ironic. 13% of the population, but commit 50% of the crime. There are no black fathers because of the red pill bros. Exactly. It's the red pill's fault that there is a there is a father crisis in the black community. Damn straight. That Dude, that's why the birth rate is so low. It's because of red pill guys. That's why. So the red pill guys not getting married. <laughs> well, yeah. And getting vasectomies. You yeah. Know? It, it, it's all the red pill's fault, guys. I'm telling you. No, we're not wiping up these hoes fast enough. It's starting to take its toll on society. Oh, look at this, Brent. You know, here's some knowledge for you, kids. This is Here's a little trivia I didn't know. North is also credited with the phrase plausible deniability. Well, you know, again, I don't recall. I don't recall. Jesus, he knocked up Sharon Tate behind a Domino's and blessed <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the Sharon Tate-Andrew Tate connection. This is great. That's all the Red Pill's fault, too. Oh, goddamn, the, the, the head of the... The head of the law firm against the red pill just showed up. The red pill put too much salt in my soup. <laughs> I'm surprised you got the fucking can open. Uh, you weren't supposed to. I'm surprised he showed up because there's so many lawsuits that are brewing at this point because it's definitely the red pill's fault. And I figured Chest would get on that class action sweet meat. You know, it's like, why not? Uh, so I, I'm very flattered and honored that, you know, the anti-red pill defamation league just showed up here. So I mean, it's not making, <laughs> it's not making ambulance sound. You know, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was, gonna kill me dude, for I was going to say, it. you're going to probably wake uh. up dead tomorrow because, you know, chest may or may not be affiliated with organizations that may or may not yeah. do black wetware deals. And he and his answer is going to be, I don't recall. <laughs> yeah, you might have stepped in, in, in before, that. Before I did not kill myself. Mm. There we go. So Bull ends up dead from a suicide. It wasn't the Clintons, and he didn't kill himself. But like not, Epstein, you'll, you'll 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 forever I did not hang be a myself mystery. while simultaneously taking putting two shots of buckshot inside my chest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're fucking with the wrong guy here, buddy. <laughs> uh, Dark Knight Dev for the $2. Oh, man, we are getting... You know what? 
Dev, you're probably one of the few people who can use what I'm about to say, and I know it's part of why you put it up there, because you're kind of a sadistic fucker, and I like that. The red pill is why we have more mud sharks. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard that one. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I about shit myself when I heard that one. That one and, and the one that... Uh, Mish can get away isn't with what Lawrence. Isn't that what Lauren Southern is? Isn't she a mud shark? I, I don't know. I don't keep tabs on all these people. I got shit to do, man. I don't know who is or who isn't, but I remember hearing that term way back. Like we're going back 30 fucking years plus when I first heard that one. And, and the thing is about it, you know what it is, even if you don't know what it is. You know yeah. it when you see it. And I'm like, leave it to Dev to be the one that he can get away with it. It's kind of like the hard R argument, you know? Because that was the other one that I've heard, you know, there's only certain people who can use the hard R. And one of them would be like Mish when you mentioned sand and the hard R. Mm -hmm. You know, he can get away with it because he's one of them. But I can't use it, which is why I'm not using it, you know? But yeah, that was another one. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Pat. My Pat Stedman Great Prevention Analysis is taking up all my free time. <laughs> oh, man. You know, the best part of this, Chess, because I had to go back, you know, and because for a while there, after, you know, September 8th, when he announced that he was going to prison, he kept tweeting for a while. And I'm like, I thought this guy was going to prison. Well, it was October 27th of this year that... The year of our Lord, 2023, October 27th, Pat went to prison. He is currently sitting in a federal penitentiary as as we speak. Because, of course, ever, before uh, he surrendered himself. Did you find himself, out what prison? No, what prison I, well, you know, if anyone would know, Chest might be able to sleuth that one out. But I have no idea where the fuck they sent him. Okay, but I do know he handed over his Twitter account to somebody else. Some copyright guy or something. Because the whole vibe the whole style of writing is way different than pat's and even the guy like pat announced it too you know because that's how grandiose he's still a patriot even though he backpedaled you know he, he tried to backpedal in order to get leniency from the court and they were having none of it and so then when he got what he got then he was still like well i'm still a patriot i have no fear you know he, he started talking hard again for a minute well, he handed over his account to some other dude who now posts updates on it. And it's all basically just, I guess, his journal entries that he's writing with a pen and paper in prison and giving it to this guy to put on his newsletter list or something. I'm like, man, you, you can't make this shit up. It's fucking great. Kind of like uh, your other favorite guy, Chest, uh, Mr. Smalls. You know, he gave up, you know, trying to be a coach and being Red Pill because, you know, it's the Red Pill's fault. But he's still doing the the fraternity of, of extraordinary gentlemen or whatever it is that he's doing. But he's, you know, not only a nine to five guy now and he moved his family to like North Carolina or something, but he's he's back to doing a day job of course but he's now a photographer that's that's his thing because i had to check in on a couple of guys after i had to check in on old pat i was like i gotta see is this guy still tweeting nope nope he's he's now officially serving time because he announced it himself 
And it's like, okay, well, so he's gone for the next four <clears> years, <throat> possibly longer. And, you know, well, hey, let's check in on a couple others. Let's check on uh, check in on Mr. Smalls and see what he's up to. Oh, he's a photographer and a ditch digger. And, a you know. photographer? Yeah. To be fair, his photography is not bad. I'll give him that. You know, granted, they're not full resolution type of thing because they're compressed on Twitter. But the photos actually aren't bad, even though he's still doing the fuck trophies for clout thing. So, you know, it's his kids doing basketball and shit. And it's like, but the the composition, I'll give him the composition. But it's like, wow, these are actually not bad if they weren't your own children. You know, that part I have a little, you know, issue with. But the, the composition, the lighting, all that, it's actually pretty good. So, but he, you know, stepped away from being a coach, you know, a life coach or whatever it was he was doing. And it led me to a few other sources. The Isle of Cortez is getting into AI art for his grift that he's still doing. You know, because if you want to... Well, yeah. If you want to learn weightlifting, go talk to Drew Bay. Don't worry about AJ Cortez or any of these other guys. Go go talk to Drew Bay. Seriously, hands down, I, I would be that would be my recommendation. If you want to learn about weight loss, weight gain, muscle building, all that stuff, go talk to Drew Bay. Fuck all these other guys. Go talk to that guy. He'll he'll give you shit that actually works based on what I've seen him do, and he is an absolute beast. Okay, and if that's what you want, he can do it and you'll do it safely. You're not going to fuck yourself up and end up in the fucking hospital having back surgery or something. Uh, yeah, McTubus, you're co totally correct. It's so many grifts, so little time. Oh, well, here, here's your hint, guys. Four years in the largest federal prison in the country. There is a facility prevention sexual assault. CPG. Oh my God, here we go. <laughs> Oh, kids! It, this is the red pill's fault. While he's why he's in the largest federal correction prison in the country. <laughs> oh shit! I fucking love it. Oh, yeah. And also, Drew has a personality. He's not a one-trick pony. You're, you're absolutely right, Rome. Okay, Drew. Drew's good people. Okay, never mind even his his weightlifting and all of that. Drew's just. All around, he's he's a good person. But from what I've seen, given that he just turned 50, so he's like two years younger than me, basically. And the dude's an at, you know, a fucking beast. Okay. He's got to take care of himself because he's not 20 years old. And he's doing it properly. Cause I don't know if you guys have watched some of his videos. I've almost thought it was time lapse until I realized everybody around him is moving in real time and he's just slow as fuck. And it's like, oh man, this guy's doing contraction control and he's being safe. Well, didn't you get into some of his stuff too, Bull? Yeah. Yeah. I, I even, like, whenever I do go work out, like his, I, I use his program. I get, I get people staring at me whenever I'm, whenever I'm lifting and shit because, like, dudes will do three or four reps in my one. They're just, like, sitting there. Like, mm. <laughs> but, <clears throat> you know, if you work out and not hurt yourself, Older guy, especially have back injuries and shit like some chronic problems. That's the best way to do it because it's it's more. It's not really about repetition. I'm under load, maximum effort, and there's the added benefit of that. You don't you only have to go like a couple times. You don't need to be in a be in a fucking weight room five six days. Doesn't make sense. The reason you can get away with that and you're especially younger guys, they can get away with it because they can they can they can bounce back faster. The well, they can, they can recover. <clears throat> 
can recover. Yeah, they can. But the funny thing is, because uh, I can, you know, I too was once a, you know, a son and a young man. And I remember guys and even myself, you know, doing all kinds of weird shit. And yeah, you, you strained a muscle, you pulled a muscle, you did this, you did that. Two days later, you're fine. Okay. But that shit comes back to haunt you later. Because every guy I know at this point that like played fucking football back in like high school and in college, if they blew out their knee, they're fucking paying for it now. You know, they may have had scope surgery or, you know, I've known guys back in their 30s and in their 40s that had a full knee replacement. And while, yeah, they can walk, they're not, you know, they're not crippled or anything, but they, they're paying for it now at my age. You know, they're, they're walking with a limp. Some guys are walking with a cane, you know, and these are guys my age and it's like, holy shit. But it's, it's these old injuries coming back to haunt them. I mean, my, my woman, you know, the belly dancer, she practiced, well, still does to a degree, but she practiced martial arts for over 13 years. Okay. She's broken quite a few bones and shit doing martial arts and she's paying for it now. You know, she's fucking achy. She's got like pre-arthritis and shit going on, you know, and not saying don't live your life, don't enjoy it, but it's just the, you know, it always comes back to haunt because, you know, she has no regrets, but at the same time, she's like, oh man, you know, this shit's, it's I, catching up I just up don't even bother it. talking about it because like most of these young guys are going to be like I was back then. It's like, yeah, whatever. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, I get it too. This is more just you and me as, you know, middle-aged dudes. Well, I'm more middle-aged. You're still on the upper cusp of young. And for some of the guys in the chat that are closer to my age or <clears> your <throat> age, that we're the ones that understand. And this is kind of one of those, ah, yeah, this shit comes back to bite you in the ass at some point because it always does. You know, there's things I did that, yeah, you know, 30, 40 years ago, I shrugged it off. Now it's like, fuck, man, that shit's coming back around the corner and it doesn't matter how healthy I eat or if I lift weights or not, that shit's there. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I like I like Drew's program mainly because of the ethics. Yeah. It's an extremely efficient program. Go in there for like 40, 45 minutes. He says 30, but mm. Drew can do it in 30. Oh, totally. I take about 45 minutes. Yeah, and, and if know? I were to start it, it would probably take me an hour. Okay, that's yeah. just, that's the reality. Because there's no goddamn way, you know. That's, yeah, Drew's been doing this for years. So, of course, he's conditioned for it. He's He's got the tolerance for it. He's got the physique for it. So, yeah, he can bust it out in 30 and... You can maybe do it in 45. It would probably take me an hour. But I know the, I don't even know what you call it, refractory period, I guess, that over time as you do it, it goes down. That it's like, oh, okay. That if, if mm. you were yeah. potentially as consistent as Drew or if I did it, we could be eventually after a few years, probably, we could be down to 30 minutes too, you know? It's, but it's just the key is do it safely from the beginning. You know, mm -hmm. start safe and, and you know, build up. Your your body will build up pretty quickly if you do it right. Because you're not having to spend a month in traction or some other bullshit, you know. You, you don't have to go to the hospital because you did it right the first time instead of some weird horse shit that some 21-year-old goes, ah, do it like me because it worked for me, you know. That's what I'm saying here. Uh, Dark Knight Dev for the five dollars.
What are the jobs that you think women find attractive? I think a musician, DJ, photographer, drug dealer, or a man in uniform. Um, meth dealing police officer. What's what? Meth dealing police officer. A meth dealing, DJing, guitar playing police officer. There would be that. Um, I'm, I'm going to sum it up like this. Any job that seems to have some sort of risk and at least to the average person, and that includes most women, is what they would consider exotic, okay? A good example for me was when I was in the armored car industry, okay? The truth is that job is not glamorous at all. Everybody thought, oh, you know, when young guys came in and they're like, yeah, I'm, I, I came to work here because I'm going to use this as a stepping stone to the military or to the police academy or something, and I'd start laughing. And they'd be like, what? I'm like, dude, we're more like FedEx or UPS, only with guns, okay? We're, we're doing the same job, basically, that UPS does, only we're wearing body armor and carrying guns. We're more like those guys than we are the police or the military. You're not going to get military or police training from us. Oh, you want I that? I just remember some, I yeah. got to tell you. But if you, you know, if you want that type of tactical training, then go join the police, go join the military. You're not going to get it from us. We're FedEx with guns. You know, like I told guys that I would go out on route with. It's like, dude, we're truckers with guns because we were doing over the road. So, yeah, we're in an armored semi. Wrap your heads around that, kids. An armored semi, okay? 18-wheeler tractor trailer that's armored. They exist. I've been in them, okay? But... That's all we are is we're truckers with guns. We're going interstate to pick up and deliver cash and other sorts of precious metals and gems and all kinds of shit. Okay. But the thing that whenever and when anyone ever asked me what I did and I'd tell them, oh, well, I, I work in the armored car industry. Everybody, it was that old EF Hutton commercial. When EF Hutton talks, people listen. Okay. Because they found it exciting, exotic, because it was dangerous. Because every day, every time I got out of the truck, I might take a bullet, okay? But honestly, it's not that exotic. Like I said, it's FedEx with guns. That's all it really was. And so... Basically, <clears throat> basically it's like any job where you where you project command authority, girls like this. I would say that, and I would say for extra spice, if you can couch your job in a way that portrays an element of risk, okay? Whether that's risk as in... I could I could gain millions of dollars for my company or I could lose them all in the in a keystroke or it's every time I step outside of a truck I might take a bullet or it's you know yeah I'm on the road I'm you know I'm I'm a musician and I'm I'm talented or you know or at least what people would define as talented or popular based on you know whatever the criteria might be but there's also an element of risk it may not be a life or death thing in the sense of being a musician. A drug dealer, definitely there's an element of risk. You can either get killed or go to prison, okay? So if there's a way for you to, you know, this is where you guys get to be creative and, and couch your jobs in a way that sounds exciting and sounds like there's some kind of a risk there, whether it's a physical risk, a mental risk, a monetary risk, whatever it might be. You know, it's the difference between what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a day trader. Or what do you do for a living? 
oh, I have millions of dollars going through, you know, my accounts and whatnot. And, and it, the fortunes can change in the stroke of, of two or three keys. Okay? Just tell me you're a red pillar. You're the destruction of the world. Well, there, yeah, there you say I'm a red pillar right there. There's risk in that because you're going to ruin all the women anyway. So, you know, you can run with that. But that's yep. that's to answer uh, your question, Dev. That's that's my thoughts when it comes down to it. It's not so much the occupation in and of itself. It's how you present it. I could sit yeah, around and tell perfect. people with my job, and I do it all the time when I meet women. What do I do? The truth is the cold hard facts, kids. Just the facts, ma'am. I go around and shred fucking paper. Oh, shit. Look who decided to show up. Hello. Hi. Hey, we can hear you too. So all, all systems are a go. Okay, but you guys, kids, you can go around like I could. I, You know, people ask me, what do I do? The, the cold hard facts is I go around, I collect people's sensitive documents, and I shred them. Doesn't sound too goddamn exciting to me. But what I tell women is, ooh, I, I go into restricted and controlled areas. I pick up very sensitive things, and I destroy them beyond reparation and repair <laughs> and they yeah, that, love that it. reminds me of that uh, they fucking love it whenever you were talking about being a armored car guy uh when i was in the military i was a basic training our first platoon leader our guide he was the, he's like the oldest dude inside the whole platoon because he was like 26 he was in his his occupation before he went into in the marines with uh, he was an armored car guard right and it's funny because you bring it up because like he 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 was our He's our platoon leader for like half the time we were there because he got replaced. At one point, even our drill instructor, one of our drill instructors was like, dude, you should have told him, like, dude, you got to you gotta take your stick, a stick out of your ass because fucking just unbearable. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, or he wasn't yeah. wrong, you know, using your story. But that's that's kind of my take on it is any occupation can be either cut down to its bare bones minimum and will sound completely bland and dry, even though you might be the, you know, a man of mystery, uh, international spy, okay? Uh, to use James Bond as the example, you can still drill that down to a point where it sounds just fucking bland as fuck. Or you can spice it up and say, I'm a, I'm a man of intrigue. I, I travel the world and, and I shoot it out with bad guys, okay? There's there's ways to do this, and it doesn't matter what your occupation is. Even Ryan talked about that in Fuck Files, where he didn't tell girls he was in the military because that brought too much attention, and so he wanted to play the game on hard mode. So he'd tell them like he's a fucking accountant. Okay, what's you know what's more bland than a fucking accountant? Okay, because off the top of my head, I really can't think of anything. You know, and, and it's the same thing. It's just you take whatever your bland, boring job is. Also, you're a cubicle jockey. You know, you sit around and you type code all day. Well, dude, maybe you're the guy who's fighting off the next zero day virus. You know, maybe you're this man of mystery wearing aviators and, and you get into high stakes trading of particular currencies and types of things. Sounds way more interesting than an ideal in Bitcoin, okay? There's there's ways to do this. And so I think any occupation can be sexy or attractive. It's how you couch it. It's how you phrase it. It's, it's how you look at them and explain to them what it is you do versus, well, you know, I'm an accountant. Oh, I, 
Let me show you my crypto portfolio, you know, which, yeah, you'll dry them up faster than the Sahara with that shit. But when Nick goes around and goes, well, I'm self-employed, I, I drink, I drink high dollar scotch. And I, I, I'm in a highly volatile market of trades and commodities. Tell him you're a goatsy photographer. It's <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Uh, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> I always, I mean, when chicks asked me what I did initially, I, you know, because I was a coder and I, and I had just moved up. Well, I had been in leadership for a while, but I was still doing a lot of coding. So I just used to say I'd, you know, I use software to stay one step ahead of the people who are trying to wreck my company. Yeah, you know what? But that sounds way more fucking exciting and interesting than I'm a coder. <laughs> I'm a C or I'm a CTO. The C the C the CTO thing just plays to the uh, you know alpha fucks beta bucks shit. You're the chief technological officer, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, and it does play to the beta buck and I, side. And I was, but it was like, you know, as soon as I said that, they were just thinking about, you know, he's going to buy me an Alfa Romeo or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Liquid landscaping. That's what, that's what I am now. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's your line. There's your end right there. What do you do? I'm a liquid landscaper. I specialize in stumps. <laughs> Word's gotten out. People are starting to pay me to piss on their stumps now because it, it's like, you know, they could say when they're in their backyard, you know, that's the rock garden. Those are our tomatoes. That's the stump that Nick August pissed on. It's like, you know, the old, you know, Abe Lincoln slept here while right, the dog is right. pissed That's here. right. It became a landmark as well as a point of interest. <laughs> you're a freelance, you're a freelance street farmer. There you go. Well, but that one's kind of transparent. Now, if you're a freelance liquid landscaper, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, and I, I will, I will be selling Nick August pissed here brass plaques on Punch Riot store soon. Man, I, I have a perfect stump that I'm going to nail one to it, too. Uh, you know, we should create an app. Nick August was We really here. should. <laughs> People can go all around the country, and this is the stump that Nick August pissed on. <laughs> that, might make a, that might make a good song. I don't know. Yeah, I think it would. I think that's great. I think we're on to something here. Good country song. It's the, you know, it's, well, it's definitely the red pills, you know, that's, that's what we're saying here. <laughs> well, the red pills, why I was late tonight. Mm, I believe it. It's the damn red pills fault. Well, it's the red, it's the red pills fault for everything. That's well, the red why pill told the, me to, the red pill told me to put myself first. So I did. Oh, damn it. You fucking red <laughs> pill. <laughs> Prison life by the numbers. Such a dry document for protect your butthole. I went I went through some shit tonight that would make Pat Stedman's butthole clench pretty tight. <laughs> uh, see, this sounds way more interesting than, you know, $20 is $20 that Aaron Clary would say. Yeah. Did you want to elaborate or no? I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but... You can say whatever the fuck you want because the red pill said so. Well, the, red, the, the, the couch Indians tried to frame me with a pallet full of bump stocks and ratted me out to the feds. So it was a clusterfuck. Bull, did Wait, you get this report? I didn't hear about any op in your area. <laughs> I didn't hear about any op in your area going on. 
glowy number one has spoken. <laughs> this must have been way off the books if this happened. I didn't know about it. See people see people think I'm the glowy because I wear teardrop sunglasses, but you know, I take my marching orders from Bull Rush. That's why he's on this show. That was a condition of my, you know, deal to stay out of prison. Gotta protect my uh, my street assets. We had to let we had to let Bull on the show to monitor us closely and to direct our direct our uh, operations. <laughs> Nick Murray. Nick went for real barbecue. <laughs> Nick went for real barbecue. <laughs> for real barbecue. Hey, you know, <laughs> the red pill, the red pill caused the McRib. Let's just put it that way. Oh, have you ever eaten one of those? No, I haven't. I did years ago. I was back when uh, I was still married and uh, I used to hunt with my ex-father-in-law a lot. And he was like, <laughs> first of all, the man would eat anything. Second of all, he had he had some kind of crazy uh, <laughs> oh shit, fuck you, chest. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stage a coup at Rural Zero Breweries and you know get you tossed the fuck out. Um, you know we take a we we hunt all morning. We take a midday break about eleven thirty and go get something to eat. And then uh, and when the McRib was in, he would always drive. There was this we were hunting in a. Uh, we're hunting around Columbiana, Alabama, which is central central part of the state. And so he would always want to drive into town and get him a crib. So it's like, you know, every day, 1130, I'd, I'd climb down out of the tree stand. I'd go meet him. He'd pick me up and we'd go and uh, drive into town. He had to get him a crib. So I got him a crib one time and it like I had to. You know, the next morning I was late hunting because I was shitting all morning because oh, really? the, the thing tore me up so bad. I'm not it's, saying it was a McRib itself. It could have been something, you know, in the way it was prepared at the particular establishment we we went to. But he was a man. He was a nut job for those fucking McRibs. Dude, they must put something in them because uh, that reminds me of a couple guys I used to hang out with when I was in the, the motorcycle club world. Because they were the same way. They were fucking psychotic over those things. And so anytime that they were released back into the wild, these guys were like fucking crack fiends. It was crazy. And I, and I had one because I had to see what all the big deal was. Now, granted, I didn't end up with the shits like you, but I didn't think they were all that great. It's like, eh, uh, you know. I mean, I, it, was I've mystery, had it was mystery meat with with barbecue shitty sauce. over over sweet barbecue sauce right. that, you know it was like something you got in the high school cafeteria mm -hmm. well the the yeah. thing is here like around here I don't, I don't know there there's enough barbecue joints where i live that you can just if you want that you can just go get a pulled pork sandwich right well, same here that's yeah. that's the weird thing i mean we have barbecue no, everywhere it's just never been it's just never been a draw we've got I mean, down here we've got like you know I mean, this is where in the in the in the warm months, people set up, you know, smokers and barbecue pits at gas stations. Yeah. I mean, we I oh, mean, yeah. we've got and, you know, and we've got our year round barbecue joints, too, that that's actually really good barbecue. So, you know, then the McRib comes out and it's like, you know, why? I mean, I can understand why, you know, somebody in upstate New York might want one, but. You know, I don't even I don't, know. I don't, I don't even know there, man, because I, you know, the last I checked, barbecue is kind of popular all throughout the United States. It may yeah. be more popular, say, down south, 
Because like, you know, you're mentioning, you know, people are you know throwing up their pits and their smokers and shit out in the gas station parking lot. We didn't quite, we, I mean, we don't have the pits, but the, the smokers definitely show up in the summer months here. Okay. Yeah. But between the people who do it during the summer and then, of course, the establishments who do it year round, there's plenty of good barbecue to go around that why the fuck would you want this processed piece of shit that's, you know, yeah. it's it's not that good. Because like I said, I had one because, again, I knew a couple of guys that were like fucking crack fiends over it. And so I was like, oh, I got to see what all the hubbub is. And I was like, mm, I've had better, you yeah. know. I, I can go to Famous Dave's if I want more of a commercial large venture. Or I can go to Pat's, you know, not to you know, tarnish the name of Pat's Barbecue with Pat Stedman. But there's a local place that's called Pat's Barbecue that's fucking phenomenal. Granted, you're going to pay for uh, Like a Bucky's. Yeah. Bucky's is some of the best pulled pork sandwiches I've ever had. I never expected to say that in my life. Here we are. But their, their pulled pork sandwich is really good. It's not the best, but it's... It's, it's got to be better yeah, than but, the McRib, though. Oh, but, oh, but who, well, but who has the best plate. enchiladas? Who has the best enchiladas? Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, one of my girlfriend's friends who owns you can, the restaurant. You can, you can tell you can tell what part of Alabama Marty lives in because they have a Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you know, you know. <clears throat> Although there used, to, there used to be a Piggly Wiggly right on the border between, right on the edge of one of the most I, exclusive, I one of the most exclusive uh, communities in Alabama. So I don't know if that's still there. Marty, Marty said that he has a smoker and a Piggly I don't know why he keeps dropping his mom off there on the weekend. That's right. Hey, $20 is $20. <laughs> $20. What's the, yeah, what's the difference between a smoker at a truck stop and a smoker in the Piggly Wiggly parking lot? $20? Marty's mom. Marty's mom. <laughs> Depends on his mom's schedule. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Depends on where her car runs out of gas that day. Ah, <laughs> uh, we... we... You know, there there's something we need to do as, as a tradition because we don't always do it. You know, you mentioned to me a little while ago, Nick, that we need to have, you know, like a, a theme to the show type of thing for each episode. And I, and I get it. But what we really need is a section, whether it's at the beginning, the middle of the end or peppered throughout. But we need to have a, a, a weekly roast section where we just roast the chat. Kind of like you just roasted Marty. So, because well, usually... What I really said, what I actually said was we each need our own topic for each show. That's what I said. Well, okay. Well, there I stand corrected. My topic was it's the red pill's fault. And I've been holding to it. If you'd have been here on time, you'd have realized that. Well, I was I was out exercising the red pill by putting myself first. Oh well, trying try to go. stay out of prison. Where you? You stay that. out of prison and piss on a stump while you're at it. Couch Indians, look, you know when you when you come home when you come home from a hard day's work, or when you're me and you come home from the liquor store and you find a bunch of feds standing around your burned out airplane fuselage <laughs> that's full of bump stops. The fact that you fucking remember this, this is great. <laughs> is that I remember what? Uh, exactly. Keep going. Yeah, don't don't right. mind me. Well, when you're trying to explain a. <laughs> Airplane fuselage full of bump stocks to you know some guys who <laughs> are feds. 
trespassing on my land, my family land, my ancestral home land. And then you've got, you know, you got a bunch, and then you look across the fence into the, you know, Couch Indian Reservation. You see a bunch of, you know, those motherfuckers sitting on their- Is this east of the, of the piss stump or is it south of the piss stump? I'm, I'm trying yeah, to get a visual here. They're about 100, they're about 100, 150 yards away, you know, about six or seven of them sitting on their, uh, you know, four wheelers just staring at me from, <laughs> you know, while the, while the feds are ransacking my airplane fuselage and my train caboose. And, uh, you know, it, it felt, I know how Custer felt. I know how Custer felt. Uh, I, I'm surprised you didn't make a Davy Crockett reference there. Well, okay. I mean, Custer, I mean, Custer did nothing wrong. So neither did Davy. He just Custer did nothing wrong. He was just, you know, tactically inefficient. But <laughs> you know. So oh, I yeah. sat there. I so I sat there and I was and I had I literally I, I, I sat there and I, you know, for a few minutes there I was concerned that I could end up being Pat Stedman's cellmate. <laughs> hey, you could both write in journals and he could send it forward it to his uh Guy on the outside so that it ends up in his newsletter, though. You know what you need to do? You need to get one of those old-timey ambulance horns on a crank. You need to get one of those, and anytime you get in trouble and fucking fast, start winding that bitch up and watch fucking Chesty come running. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> I don't know if Chesty can hear it as far away as he is from uh, here. Yeah. Uh, he, he's he's about three hundred clicks northeast of the piss dump. <laughs> More than that. I uh, know he is, but we, we're not going to divulge. We're not doxing the head of the. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, you're right. Of, of, you're the, right. of the league here, Christ, we'll, we'll all end up Epstein if we're not careful. Five. He's he's like the only guy that pulls zero brewery. No, no. There, there's a few others. You know, the guys that throw super chats are supporting us too. You know, it's solidarity for the red pill. And Chesty's yes, support is mainly moral support. It is, but you know what? Even he throws money occasionally. I've had him throw money. He just does it via other means. That's all. He bought a. He bought a. Uh, I think he bought a Hefeweizen glass once. Okay. Well, he he bought me fucking cigars and he brought fucking beer to my house. Now, if that isn't support, I don't know what is. That's uh, a mensch right there. I'll tell you what. Uber mensch. Uber mensch. Yeah. Yeah. He is the definition of the Ubermensch. He is the Ubermensch. That's yes, true. he is. And he drives a BMW. I don't know if it's still red or not, but at least when he was here, it was red. He drives a he drives a BMW with, uh, you know, white-tailed deer spittle on the headlight. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I think he got rid of the red one. I think he upgraded because the 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 memory yeah. was a bit too much to take. Every time, every time he, you know, drove at night, there was just a little bit of smoke rising off that particular headlight cover. <laughs> and he brought some whores to my party. Whores. Fucking <laughs> whores. Whores. That was, the, that was the best part about Sopranos was when any of them got mad at their girls, they were always like, you fucking whore. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? The red pill. That's why they were whores. That's, that's why Tony Soprano died was the red pill. Oh, red it pill totally was. The red pill killed him. Yeah, the red pill was the hitman. I already said that yesterday, that all assassinations, both past, present, future, and I'm adding to it, I'm, I'm annotating it, and fictional are the fault of the red pill. 
That's right. So even in a movie, you know what? That that Thanos guy wiping out half the the universe's population. That wasn't him and his glove of gems. It was the red pill. Red pill is is the red pill is why Jack Murphy's asshole is a little bit looser than it used to be. <laughs> oh wow. I haven't thought about him for a minute. Him and uh the other guy that uh, got snared by the red pill, Eggman, Egg Carton guy. Egg Carton guy. Yeah. Vol, help me out here. Or chat. Uh, bald guy. He got doxxed on the internet because that was the red pill too. But there was that uh, Egg Carton guy. He, he was the epigenetics guy, the the IQ guy. Fuck. Chest, help me out here, bud. Who who was the guy? Molyneux. St- St- Stefan Molyneux. He's a garden guy. I haven't, you know, you don't hear too much from him. His shit's uh, very uh, insular now. Well, the red pill is why Tate became a guest of Romania. Tate's and... why he went and converted to Islam. All right. And uh... that's why he started the war room, too. Mm. It is. That's it. Thank you. Thank you there, Chest. Yep. Steph Molyneux. That's it. I haven't, Man, thought I haven't of, even I, thought of his name in a long time. I, well, like I said, it took me a minute to remember. I But I just, it's, you know, a face from the past showed up in my mind. And I'm like, he's the bald guy that always talking about IQ and eggs. And, and I'm like, what the fuck? And he got like totally deplatformed off. He was one of the first big ones, if you will. You know, throw some air quotes around that. But he was one of the first big ones to get like totally fucking canceled as yeah. far as the, the commercial platforms. YouTube. Respect Twitter. my authority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could I wish I could do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. You're talking about Tater Tot. Tater Tot is the inventor of the little red pill. <laughs> He's the inventor of the red tablet. Yeah, Joe Lampton. Wow, that's another one I haven't thought about. For he's, a he's the 81 milligram red pill. <laughs> yeah, he, he's the over-the-counter red pill. He's not prescription strength. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the red pill happy meal. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and he got corrupted by the prescription strength red pill. That's well, what the I, point, what I think is. What I think is funny now is that, you know, all of the, you know, all the good guys are out there. At least a lot of the good guys are out there. Well, a couple of good guys are out there. Anytime somebody blames something on the red pill, they're all, you know, like, well, what is the red pill? And, you know, what is rule zero and all that? And, oh. I, you know, I get it. But what we're, the phase we're into at this point. Is you know, what even to, is the time to red do that pill. was five years ago. The phase we're into at this point, it's like, you know, if you, if you say that, it's okay to be white. That's right. You're pill. you're not a you're not a you're not just a, a normal white guy. You're a member of the clan. Yeah. And so the clan, <laughs> the clan represents all white people now. So the red pill, you know, because is the, the umbrella the clan, over the clan. The clan the clan took the clan took you know their own initiative to say they were speaking for white people and and taking action for white people when they really weren't. They were just taking action for everybody who you know thought and went along with them and who knows how many white people that was. Maybe there were a lot, maybe there weren't. But the red pills kind of become the same thing. It's like you know any any dickweed out there that says they're red pill is red pill and then everybody who anybody who espouses the red pill is 
immediately lumped into that group. So, I mean, the, the time the time to sort of delineate and define things is way past. You can't, we're, we're in the time where you just either agree and amplify or, uh, you know, or just well, that's, ignore that's it. Why I was the, that's why I was telling the chat earlier before you came on. I had this exchange with this, this girl on Twitter earlier this morning, and she was showing me a definition from Wikipedia of, of Red pill. Oh God! She's like, who believe? She said, "Who believes this shit?" I said, "I don't know, man. I'm just here to have a good time. Like, I don't know what that shit is." I'm here. I'm here to do. do I'm here to do two things, and only two things. I'm here to to piss on people's stumps and actual tree stumps, not amputated limbs or anything. Don't don't make it sick. Don't make it sick. Don't misquote me. Thought there was hope for you. And then, I, and I'm here to make sure that that Ryan Stone's thoughts and ideas make it to as broad of an audience as possible, coherently. Those are my, those are my. Well, you know, Ryan writes coherently. He's 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 just uh, he just gets excited. <laughs> and Ryan, Ryan's right. You know, if, if you want if you want to know what editing Ryan Stone is like, Ryan Ryan has such large ideas and concepts. That he, if you, if you're, if you're writing about a a large and complex concept, not because the idea itself is necessarily complicated, but it's it's complicated to the minds of most people because it's not intuitive. So he's got to take something that's not intuitive and make it basically, you know, communicate it in a way that it seems intuitive and or that's easy to understand. And you can't do both at the same time. You can only do one or the other. Hence why so, he has you. So he, you know, so, you know, so he, you know, if he's, if he, if he's, if he were allowed, if he were permitted to release his manuscripts upon the world as written by him. As without is. Any, <laughs> with, without, without anybody, you know, um, trying to make it make sense for the common man, then. Decipher the that, Ryan lingo. Yeah, I think I think that people would would have a hard time because because if any anybody who writes at a at a high conceptual level they have to stay there they they can't go back and forth so they got to pick one you either you either write you know simple stuff that everybody already knows or you stick with the difficult stuff and get somebody to uh, get somebody to uh, you know whittle it down for the commoners and that's where you kind of come in. You're you're the one that takes his, you know, Ryan speak gibberish and translates it into something that the rest of us can fucking comprehend. What I really look at the way I that's probably true, but what I really look the way I really look at it is that he pays me to read his book first. Right. Which is kind of like how I like to look at it because you know you're you're like the Canadian whisperer. You understand Canuck, your flute and Canuck. There it is. <laughs> you know, as a result, I've gotten to be so so much kinder and more congenial than I used to be as a result of interacting with Ryan so much. So, uh, you know, I'm a kinder, softer Nick August now. Is that how it is? All right. Uh-huh. Your your chin stubble says otherwise. Just saying. Why does it say otherwise? Uh, because it's all white like mine. You think I should keep it? You think I should get rid of it? I think it? I think you should keep it. But that's my opinion, and I'm clearly biased. I just kind of think you know that's one of the reasons I wear this cap on these live streams because I just kind of think that the white the white goatee with the you know dark red hair just looks kind of gay. Yeah. But well, I mean the reason the reason. 
everybody's old stuff is much worse is because they've been writing, you know, on a weekly basis for years now. You're going to get better. There's just no way not to. You know, anything you, anything you keep doing for a long time, you know, as long as you've got all your chromosomes, you're pretty much either you either have you either have no talent, and you're going to quit, or you're going to get better at. You know, uh, I, you I mean, know. Think about how much better this live stream is than it was three and a half years oh, ago. Oh, God. Well, that's, coming. yes. We we are a lot more <laughs> fluid than we were when we first started, when we had no mission, no agenda. Everybody had a bull rush green screen showing in the background. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, but the thing that I think is funny, when I choose to write, when I, when I get out there, when I first started writing, my <laughs> shit was short. Okay, you go back to like 2016 when I first threw out my first couple of blog posts and even into 2017 and even early 2018, most of my shit was like 500 words or less. Okay, I, I said what I said. And yet, as I've gone along, instead of getting more concise, like maybe Rolo has or hasn't, I haven't, I haven't seen Rolo write a blog post in a minute, to be honest. I, and, and I miss... I miss blog Rolo. I mean, yes, Chest, you're correct. You know, get to the fucking point. But he's gone from blogging to talking on YouTube. And it's a five well, I think he's. Video. I think he's publishing on Substack now. Oh, well, and, and you know what? And maybe that's the case. And I just haven't, you know, followed along. That may very well be. But Chest is not wrong about his early days. And maybe he's gotten more concise, if anything, I, my shit's gotten lengthier as I've written it. Might be more clear, I guess would be the word. I'm I'm still kind of on point, but I've I've added more dimension to it because I know, like I said, when I first started, we're talking like 500 words or less. It, it was practically nothing. It was a paragraph or two. And now I'm like, fuck! I'm turning into Rolo. I'm writing this fucking novel about whatever's going on. And I'm the one going, Jesus Christ, keep it brief, TJ. You know, and then well, you're, I, you're I have always, to do that. You've always been pretty clear and easy to follow. But you've added more context to what you... The, the problem with your stuff is that I feel like I'm tied to a chair and somebody's throwing fire at me. <laughs> you're like you're like a hellfire... You're like the hellfire and brimstone preacher of the manosphere. Mission accomplished. That's what I'll say to that. That's my point. I am the the accuser, if you will. <laughs> J'accuse. Uh, J'accuse. Ronin <laughs> the accuser. That's me. I'm the fucking accuser. Got a fucking power stone inside a hammer. Yeah, something like that. That's me. That's, you know, like Chess said a couple years ago. Yeah, Rob's got a hammer. rant for that. <laughs> well, you know, one of the, one of the names for... Uh, for Satan and Christianity is the accuser because that that's how he gets you because he you know he he makes you feel you know he he pulls out the uh he brings out he points out the uh you know all the shit that you've done and then you know you you feel bad about it and then he capitalizes on your feelings of self-loathing and guilt I chose the accuser specifically and Nick you did not disappoint me Especially when you mentioned throwing hellfire and you're strapped to a chair type of thing. I'm like, oh, this plays in perfectly. Yes, that that's my role. Besides playing the jester and the goofball is I am the fucking accuser. 
You know, I, I, I call guys out on their stupid shit. That's me. That's what I do. When I decide to write, yeah, I tell my anecdote or whatever to tie into it, but it usually comes back to it's something you said, Nick, or, or at least some wise man somewhere said, which was stop fucking up. Yeah, like Redfield Hawk the other day. Like, I patented that phrase, by the way. Like, you're like, why do you care, bro? Well, yeah. Number one is I did a, my own little digging. I don't even know if that was satire or if that was like factual with Twitch. and. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, and, but that then my point stands even further. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're mad yeah. about women twerking and showing titties or whatever. Why do you care? Well, it's ruining the video games. You missed my point altogether. Video games, it. the video game industry is already ruined. Oh yeah, dude, it, it is. It's 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 the red pill subreddit after uh, GLO and all the guys took over and burned it to the ground. They're the lords of the ashes. Okay, well, it's so like I commented on, on that same thread. It's like the same thing happened with comics like back in 2015. They started getting all these fucking women in there, hiring them and stuff. And they needed more representation. Now it's a fucking uh, mainstream comic book industry is collapsing because of it. Right. But again, why do you, you care? Do about it. Yeah, well, there's nothing you can do about it. So again, going back to my original question, why do you care? Okay. If I want to watch game streams, and there's a couple I watch occasionally. There are. There's a couple of people who play the whatever the latest version of like, I think it's Grand Theft Auto or something. And and they get on and they do their thing. And man, they got all kinds of equipment and hardware and elaborate setups. And it's enjoyable as fuck. So I'll just sit there for half an hour and watch them fucking play their game. But then again, you know, Twitter's recommending me some chick in a fucking hot tub with her tits practically hanging out. Sometimes I watch that too, because who... Who doesn't love a great set of tits? Well, the thing is, too, it's like, it's not like Twitch is the only game in town anymore. Exactly. Like in 2012, 2013, you got other, <clears throat> you got YouTube, you got, you got uh, Tick. There's other, there's alternatives. Kind of like with the comic book, like comic book industry, the mainstream comic book industry is collapsing. Yes. But you also have, you also have manga if that's what you do. Yeah. You pursue that. Or you can go pursue the indie market because that's what's happening. A lot of the talented people, artists and writers in the main in the, that were in mainstream, they've gotten pushed out, and so they're 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 creating their own individual uh, intellectual properties and stuff, and they're posting they're posting their work on like Kickstarter and uh, Indiegogo and stuff, and their shit's really good, man. That's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't matter because like the, the talent the talent is always going to be able to eat, you know. Oh yeah. Or another. Exactly. Well, and. Not to go too far off into the the reeds here or into the backwoods here, yeah. I'm I'm a little shy. I'm a little gun shy of Indiegogo and GoFundMe because there's been some things here a few years back that I threw money at, not a huge sum, nothing to break the bank or anything, but I threw enough to say, okay, what am I getting for it? And I got nothing. And yeah. so when it comes to these crowdsourced funding type of things like Indiegogo or GoFundMe, uh, I'm very reluctant now that it's like, look, you know, I get it. I want to support you. But at the same time, I want something, you know, whether it's the actual comic in your case, you know, a copy of whatever it is or something in return because I am throwing money at you. Where I've had a couple where 
Nothing ever came from it. Not one thing. It's just like, well, the money just, I flushed it away. And so now when I see some of these independents, and I respect and I like what they're doing, and some of the guys that I know that you follow, Bo, they're, I guess, big enough, or they have a big enough audience that oh, yeah, they, these, these they guys, actually These produce. guys have been in the business for like 20, 30 years. Yeah, they produce. Like these guys are established creators. Yeah, they, like they produce. They produce. Yeah. But anytime I see some kind of independent crowdfunding, I'm like, Ew. you know, because I've wanted to help out, you know, small upstart shit. And, and I understand the risk. I do. But when you throw some money at something and i've only had one out of like five that actually like you know followed through that it's like oh shit i got i got what they were fucking saying you know here's here you know this is what you're gonna get if you give me this much and i did and hey i got like one out of five the rest of them the money just i might as well have drank bud light or flushed it down the toilet and so i'm i'm a little more skeptical when it comes to that crowdsourcing independent funding thing. Unless maybe it is somebody like some of the people you deal with that have been doing this for 30 fucking years. Yeah. That and might a be those, a little more of a lot of those of creators do, they have their own individual uh, sites that you can go to and order from as well. Right. They, they've got like a store, a digital store. Right. Them. That's what I'm saying. Like the independent, like the, the creatives, the people that are good at this stuff, they're, they're always going to eat. They're always, there's always going to be a place. For them. I mean, I've contributed to that before, but it's always been people I actually knew. Well, and yeah. same here. Same here. You know, like uh, like uh, homeschool here said, you know, would you be surprised these days how many fundraisers exist for funerals? <laughs> hey, you know, if, if it's some random asshole on the internet, you know, uh, a friend of a friend of a friend said, you know, somebody's child or spouse or parent died yeah fuck that i'm not donating i don't know the motherfucker but then again if it's oh shit you know nick's saying hey my fucking dad died i'm a lot more inclined or bull but that's different to too. that's money. more charity you're right that's, that's and that's different charity. because I, there's there's no promise of anything in return it's just yeah. hey i need help with the cost you know whether that's true or it's bullshit. That that's charity. That's hey, I'm giving someone some money, and there's not going to be any return. It's it's different when somebody says, "Hey, I'm putting together a tarot deck, or a comic book, or or a fucking electronic device, and I need money to make it happen." And and you like what their vision is. You like what they've got at least on spec on paper. And so you throw money at it and then you get nothing in return. And I get it, you well, know, shit happens, but I mean, it just makes me a lot more gun shy. It's funny you say that because my dad did die. And if everybody out there watching tonight could send $50 to punchriot at gmail.com, I would really appreciate it because somebody, somebody ran off with the ashes and I need to track them down. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. I think it was the Couch Indians, but no. it probably was. You probably and if it wasn't them, it was the fucking feds. And if it wasn't Big them, Tubas, it was Tubas the red sent, pill guys. Big tube has been sent because Nick. <laughs> <laughs> See now that's a loyal audience member, guys. That's the kind of guy you want in your corner. Well, For like, almost four years. It's like Almost four Big years. Tube has said though, he said 
he said he's never had a problem, but then he doesn't. Then again, he doesn't back randos. I think that's important. Well, right. That's that's why it's, if it's somebody I know, I do it, or if it's somebody I know who's legit, I might do it. But I haven't done it very often. I mean, you know, he, homeschool time mentioned funerals. Um, I see, I see friends and friends of my kids and friends of friends of my kids um, stuff on Facebook all the time, and they're always they're always doing a GoFundMe for their weddings, and I'm like, <laughs> you know. Fuck you know, I, I like you, Skippy, but I'm not giving you any money for your wedding. Fuck that. You know, and, it, and it's crazy because of, of all the of how many how many of them do that. I'm like, you're going to start you're going to start your married life off of a GoFundMe wedding. I mean, there's there's so much to you can unpack there that's wrong yeah. with that. Oh, that's yeah. that is just, you know, and it's but it's it's that shameless kind of thing. It's like, well, hey, you know. It's now it's, you know, it, it started out, you know, as, you know, let's let's help fund people that have had tragedy hit their life. And now it's like, let's fund, you know, 20 somethings who are too um, lazy to save money for their own wedding. You know, oh, it's and, digital panhandling. Yeah, right. That's all it is. Absolutely. You know, I've always I've, I've often wanted to respond. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to donate anything, but you can have some of my old ratty clothes so that you feel better when you're begging and you're not you know, <laughs> you know you're not begging in nice clothes. That's who uh, does that? Right. You gotta you gotta unless at least you're in Congress, put on you the you at least have to put on the image of poppery, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, doing a, they're doing a, a, a request. I saw some of those too. It's like we should hey. send them a we should send them a, a Lincoln chair. <laughs> <laughs> Get it out of the way, you know. <laughs> Along with a little pamphlet of what the Lincoln chair is for and how to use it. <laughs> Dude, you know what would actually be here's a I fun wonder thing. on that on that GoFundMe, is there like different tiers to, oh. to, to back like there can be the high tier? You get to you get to watch, and then like if if the highest here, you get the fucker. Ah, well, like, I don't know about like, that. You know, if that would you know like, meet like, their like TOS. A prima Nocta tier. Yeah, well, I you know I'm sure there's a way <laughs> going back to you know be creative That's... about your job description. I'm sure there's a way that in the TOS will they allow you to fucker first? Probably not. But if you couch it in a certain way. You can probably beat the algorithm, and there it is. And those who know, know, you know, that it's like, oh, if I give him ten thousand dollars, or five grand, or fifty bucks, or twenty dollars is twenty dollars, he gets first dibs. There's a Jeez, possibility. You know, if it's ten thousand dollars, she better be a virgin or something, because you know, a hooker in even, Nevada even costs 10, much less. Well, I was gonna say, and even ten grand, even for a virgin, that's that's well, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, yeah. I don't I, know if the juice is worth the squeeze. Definitely there. not in my book. You know, maybe that's fifty that, you know, bucks, but yeah. If you if you if you give at the two hundred and fifty or above level, then you can you know you can have a pre counseling session, premarital counseling session. Um, to, 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 you know, to teach my wife what, you know, to teach my, my fiance, what you look for in a wife. Uh, I love it. You know, there go poker, <laughs> go poker.com. That's right. You know, it's funny going back to the Lincoln chair thing here. Here's a Kickstarter idea or go fund me or whatever, but little tiny chairs. Okay. Kind of like, uh, let me let me grab this thing real quick to give you guys oh, an idea. Oh, shit, dude. Like an admin dude. thing? 
like an advent thing you get a lincoln chair per month no no not per month you're you're getting way out there okay dude okay this was one of the the few now i didn't i didn't actually subscribe or sign up and throw money at this my ex-wife did okay and the idea at the time was it's a poker table with four skeletons sitting at the poker table. Well, they only ended up making the poker table and then two guys. And I have the poker table and the two guys. This is one of them, okay? They basically didn't get enough money and it ran out of of fuel or steam or whatever, and it never went anywhere further than these two guys and the poker table. Okay. Usually the thing is with those, with those kind of, those those kind of setups is that the people have an idea, but whenever they, and they, they pitch their idea on Kickstarter or whatever, right. Or Indiegogo, what, what happens is they, they don't, they underestimate the amount of money and time. Oh yeah. And and I get it. It's no different than the other things that I threw money at and never went anywhere. Okay. I, I get it. Okay. But my point, going back to my original story of why I had to show the little guy, okay, is we could create little Lincoln chairs. We need to start a GoFundMe as soon as this show is over yep. for people who want to invest in our miniature Link- Lincoln chair with, company. With the pamphlet that you said, Nick, about how to use it. <laughs> and and it, they, it needs to have, you remember how the old... Uh, well, you may not remember, but the old, the the $6 million man, Steve Austin dolls, action yeah. figures, yeah. excuse me, from the, from the seventies. I remember you could, them. you could look through his bionic eye and you could actually, it was actually a little, you know, it's a mini, like not yeah, really still- like a mini, like a mini magnifying glass or something. We need, that's what we need to incorporate into our mini Lincoln chairs is a, you know, is, is some kind of a, uh, you know, is some kind of a mini telescope so the guy who's sitting in his Lincoln chair can hold his Lincoln chair up to his eye <laughs> and get close-ups on like his wife's bull's dick sliding in and out of her various orifices. And really what what really it needs to have Wi-Fi incorporated too so he can beam it to the internet. He can stream it. He can stream he can stream it on Twitch. He can stream it on Twitch. Nice. Nice. Yes. I knew I had this. That's the that, that needs to be the official Lincoln chair sound. Right. There we go. I knew I had this in my fucking you can, sound. You, can, you remember like you remember in the in the in the show, like Steve Austin would jump like ten miles and they would be playing that sound effect while he does it. Instead <laughs> you got you got the guy in his Lincoln chair, you know, looking at his wife and then that sound comes on when you know when they when they focus on the bull plowing her from behind. Right. Do a, do a close-up on her face going. Oh, and then a close-up on his face. <laughs> wiping, wiping, wiping tears with one hand and jerking off with the other. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. That would Bionic be so tears good. of joy. Yeah, bionic tears of joy. <laughs> Oh, shit. There's the website right there, onlychairs.com. Only chairs. That's, <laughs> that's what's got to go in the pamphlet at this point. The cuck will experience bionic tears of joy. That's right. And it's followed up with a, a little commercial clip on YouTube of a chair zooming in at you. <laughs> <laughs> 
have the have the occasional guy just can't take it anymore. And he picks up his Lincoln chair and he throws it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh! <laughs> it, it crashes against the wall and breaks, and he takes one of the legs of the chair and starts ramming it up the bull's asshole. <laughs> No, no, game. Not six million dollar tuck. It's the six million dollar mud shark. <laughs> oh man! For anyone, wife, you know, I got thirteen people still hanging on, but I'm like, man, you're missing the best part of the show. My wife, my wife got excavated by a BBC, and all I got was this lousy chair. <laughs> Yeah, $60, yes, man, it was mid to late 70s. Yeah, I was going to say like 76, 77, 78, somewhere around there. Maybe, I don't, maybe 80. I, yeah, I don't think it made it to the 80s. Yeah, I don't maybe. think it did either. It might have. You'll have to, you know, do some research there. If it did, it had already jumped the mud shark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now I gotta go look up the fucking soundtrack for that one yeah, too. <laughs> dude, you could you could you could run this whole live stream with nothing but six million dollar man sound effects. I, I really could. I'm telling you, I knew I had it on here because I remember that sound as a kid and and all that, and I thought, man, that would make a great sound effect on the show. And, and it was just a matter of where the fuck did I put it, and there it was. Every so. time somebody donates a Super Chat, you could do that, the little background tones from the very beginning when it's when the guy's talking and narrating history of Steve Austin, and there's that sound oh. in the background going, Oh, dude, I'm so going to have to look this up now, yeah. I think you're right because, you know, Ryan has his uh, cuck article thing, you know, that he likes to do when it's an even number. And so, you know, guys give him $4.99 versus five. Uh, that, that, that could be my version of the cuck article. It's the Lincoln chair with the $6 million man shit. Oh, that could be great. Yeah, we're going to have to make little chairs and a pamphlet on how to use it, make a whole commercial out of it. It'd be great. Motherfuckers would buy it, too, because there'd be some of these young dipshits that have no idea that we're talking about something that's been around forever, plus the, the $6 million man thing. But I have to look into the copyright on that, too, because we're, we're treading in murky water on that one. But yeah, that would be great. If only we had a lawyer in our chat that could help us. Yeah, if only. <sighs> what, what I would give to have an attorney to be able to advise me at this point. But hey, uh, you know, we're just a bunch of random assholes talking shit on the internet. It's the red pill's fault. That's what, you know what? If I get caught for violating copyright, I'm going to say it's the red pill. That, because it's their That'll fault. That'll work. Yeah, well, it works for everything else. You know, that's how I look at it. Yes, see, even Mictivist does. It, the, the, the $6 million man was the fault of the red pill. Okay, that's that's the point. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know. Nick disappeared. He probably had to go pee. Bold, you got anything to throw at anybody at the end here? Uh, no, just McTubus. Yeah, DM him your address, will you? So he can send you a fucking cigar. This isn't some GoFundMe for the Lincoln chair no. that may or may not be fucking legit. His is legit. He's not asking you for money. He's just asking for where he can send you a good cigar. And trust I mean, I me. Can, I, I have his address. I just don't. 
Well, well dude, I, I get okay. it. And and if he doesn't want to give it to you, dude, just send it to me. Okay. You know, if, if, hey, if Mictavis doesn't, if he's like, I can't be bothered or feds and all this other bullshit, <laughs> that's fine. All right. I'll get your fucking cigar because I know these cigars. These are good cigars. Nick, we're wrapping it up. Do you have anything final you want to say? I'm going to take that as a Wait, what? I'm sorry, my audio was fucked. What? Oh, I said hey, we're getting ready to wrap it up. Do you have anything you want to add? I've never, I've never purchased or accepted delivery of a bump stock in my life, dude. That's you know what? That sounds totally like I do not recall. If 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 you never hear from me again, tell the world my story. I like <laughs> it because he did not kill himself. Space Hunter. Uh,